Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Yin's Net. I am your co-host, Ace King Andy, with the host, the most supreme Tony, the breaker of trees, the hater of comic sans and memes, and the maestro of wood, Tony. Hello, hello. Very British today, aren't we? <laughs> pip, pip, cheerio, governor. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I don't know if I can do that for an entire episode, but like, we should do that. I mean, considering... <laughs> Considering, you know, uh, voice acting and all, maybe we should just pick it's random um, accent day and, you know, go from there. Yeah, can do, we can do uh, that. Say British, but you get to pick which uh, sub dialect of British do you want the Cockney accent, the the uh, posh accent. Do you want Liverpudlian Scots? <laughs> you can go to uh, Norwegian or Swedish. I'd have to okay, but if on. you had to choose one, which one would you choose? To do an entire podcast in? Yes. It Cockney. I mean, that we could do the easiest. Because I know I know exactly what Americans expect that to sound like. Okay, well, I don't. So give me an example. Oh, it's the, it's the, isn't that right, governor? Can you <laughs> give me a sentence job. without governor? <laughs> no, no. Every sentence has to have governor in it. That's what makes it that accent. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so, well, happy um twenty, happy twenty twenty three, everyone. Uh, we haven't been around much because we've been so full of cheese. We've had so much cheese that it's it's slow going. So right, it takes a while to process all of that. It's a lot of cheese. Yeah, we we had so much cheese. I don't know about you, but I had so much cheese. I had all the cheese. I I think I'm still departing cheese from previous holidays <laughs> all right this really went down the shitter didn't it like the cheese like the cheese almost 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 there so um yeah it's been a while so uh what's new with you uh whole, whole lot of stress all over the place so yeah de- december stress. i showed up uh in pittsburgh for a little bit had about a week there came back and then about two and a half weeks of flu. So that was fun. Mm. Lost my voice. Couldn't talk for a good, like two weeks had Christmas still finally working with the roofers because it is January and we still don't have a roof from hurricane Ian. Uh, and that's not an uncommon thing. Like I walked around the neighborhood today for a lunch break and there are a significant number of folks that still have the blue tarps on the roofs. Um, there are a couple of places like my neighbor and hopefully me soon um, with all of the supplies and stuff being dropped off and set into the driveways where somebody's going to get ready to roll on that stuff. So I got a date for when we'll actually have people up on the roof, tearing off the old shit, putting on the new stuff. So that's going to happen soon. But, you know, waiting for all that insurance shit with Hurricane Ian and is that going to increase the insured blah, blah, home ownership fucking sucks, all of that fun stuff. Lots of stress there. So um, that that's what's been rolling uh, for about the last month with me. Yeah. I mean, the holidays were kind of stressful in a lot of ways. Uh, there was a lot of family issues that happened for me. And, you know, I mean, for the most part, the holidays were, were good. You know, I had I had a good time. Um, you know, it, it better holidays than it's been in, in a while. But. You know, some other stuff happened and, you know, it's it's been rough. Um, So, yeah. Anyway, 2022, it had some ups and downs. I would say I, I went to a lot of different shows, different cities. I went to Chicago a couple of times, Nashville, Ottawa, Hamden, Philly, uh, California, L.A. You know, I, I definitely traveled a lot more last year. I mean, it was it was a year of lots of ups and lots of downs, some really, really low downs, but lots of downs. So I had a shoulder or pinch nerve in my shoulder slash neck. And that really sucked and fucked up my ACE watch <laughs> last year. Although I do have updates for the remainder of last year. So ACE watch 2022, nice finishes finishes um so i ended up getting an ace during my round of um so there's a a weekly 
league that I participate in called uh, the Sunday Devotional, and I ended up winning that this year again. So that's back to back. I got back to back ships. How about that? Nice. So reigning um, champion. That's always, there. that's always good. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I defended my title. So go me. So yeah, that was good, and I ended up uh, in the finals on hole three at knob i uh put my pink firebird right into the basket it was a fantastic line shot as soon as it left my hands i knew it was in it was weird it was like this magical moment and i just felt it and it was like boom so yeah it was it was just nice that you know the people on my card who always like say how do you get all these aces and then they were on the card to see me get one so that was good so that was number um, yeah so that was number five. So I ended up with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven aces last year, which was, you know, a lot less than I got uh, with a glow round. It's November 17th. And um, we had a glow, an official glow round. And I was kind of a little bit that day because, uh, you know, technically, like I wanted to shoot last on my or like between me and my my partner because it's doubles so you know i kind of wanted to shoot second on some of these holes but he was just kind of like pussyfooting around and just taking his good old time and i was like i kind of got a little bit irritated and it, so I, was, I just fucking walk up to the to the fucking tee pad and i you know aim and it's fucking night and there's a light on the basket and you know my disc glows so we got the whole 11 at shenley and i traditionally have been doing backhand on that hole for the last like couple years so i grabbed my md4 that's glow it's simon lazat disc and fucking stepped up and i fucking ripped it and it fucking just was a perfect shot line it felt perfect as soon as it left my hands i'm like that's it and boom it went in so i was like that's fucking awesome you know so that was great and so (laughs) that was hole 11 so we did hole 12 13 and it's like we get to 14 you know and i'm like I'll go with the md4 again backhand shot boom as soon as it left my hands I'm like oh that felt good and nick was like it's in <laughs> <laughs> and so like you know it was just funny and and it's just this perfect line and it just dips right at the basket goes in and it's in boom so i Doing ended up getting round. two aces in the same round at Beauty. night um both backhand which is you know if you think about it, last year I had one, two, three. No, I had four backhand shot, four backhand aces out of seven aces. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, that's not your signature move. So no, out a little not bit. at all. So, so yeah, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. So that would be the end of Ace Watch 2022, and I have so much to report for 2023. Uh, I've hit the cage like four times, but that's about it. So yeah, that's it. Um, I do have some cool uh, stats for my end of the year through you disc. It, it gives you like, hey, what you did. So uh, you know, I I played two two hundred and sixty three rounds last year. That's not bad. Forty percent of those were birdies, and fifty percent was par. So you know, played more rounds than ninety nine percent of disc golfers on you disc. So I'm the one percent. Yeah, you are the super user one percenter. I am. I'm a one percenter, so you can hate <laughs> me all you want. So you, you know, I played, I I played a lot of twenty different courses last year, six new courses, and um, yeah, it, it's it was my busiest month was October, and I played six hundred and forty eight holes. And I know these stats don't mean anything to anybody. No one gives a shit except me. But it's like, it's just interesting because, you know, I play a lot and like I threw over 13,913 throws. I threw over 264 miles. So it's just 4,706 holes played total. I spent 25,945 minutes on the course. And and it's just, yeah, so it's good stuff. Um uh, those, those summaries, I'll tell you what, Lee said it's not going to matter to anybody who's listening, but that's not the point. The thing is, those stats are so much more interesting than the bullshit like Spotify end of year. You listen to 16,000 hours of Megan Trainer and four 
hours of Cannibal Corpse, and nobody gives a fuck what people were listening to. The Spotify end of year bullshit, nobody cares. This I care. Oh about. wait, I'm I'm getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, well, I'll tell I'll you all about my there. Spotify. Yeah, yeah, I'll preempt you and say uh, nobody cares. Well, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> it was mostly jazz anyway because it's just I I usually put on some like jazz when I go to bed over the last like couple months and yeah it's so it's it completely destroyed my weekly discovery because it's all jazz shit which i don't mind you know to an extent but it's like i want the metal you know that's that's what i want but anyway my best round was 15 under at shenley and my worst round was seven on seven over at casey logan in the outer banks i had seven total aces and yeah, that's it. And I've already played, you know, 21 rounds this year. <laughs> 21 rounds this year. And it is. No, no, no. I'm sorry. 21 rounds in the last three, 30 days. So, okay. If you want to see, yeah, that's that 21 rounds. That's, that's a lot of rounds. I didn't. Yeah. I was going to say there it's, it's January 10th. If you play 21 rounds, dude, that's two rounds a day. You're a fucking machine. Yeah. I mean, I am, but I mean, I've played, I've played like 10 rounds already. That's Actually, still like more than that. one per day. Yeah, but I mean, I played I played two rounds a day. I mean, Shenley is not hard to play two rounds a day. That one's nice and easy, yeah. But you don't go to Shenley all the time. Um, in the winter, it's easier, just because you know you can get in a round without having to worry about the the dark creeping in all that much. Although we play ghetto glow rounds all the time. So that's that. That's my U disc stats. Um. Uh, no one wants to know my my Spotify stats, so sorry. You yeah, know. no, Thanks, nobody Tony. wants to hear that. I'm, I'm preemptively shutting that shit down. Well, have you listen? Have you listened to anything new in, in the last since our last podcast? I did. I actually did, and the only reason for that is because uh, Spider God just put out a new a new little EP single or something. It's two new songs. And they put that out on everything, Spotify, Amazon Music, Pandora, whatever. And um, I listened to that. That came out on the 4th. So I listened to that a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. Uh, The um, Your Heritage song, that one, I I really fucking dig. I think that is a fantastic song. That's the the first one on the album, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like the other one. (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that so it'll be different. I know I got to be the contrarian when a new album comes out, regardless of who it is. I don't usually like everything right off the bat, even with like Mm -hmm. Mastodon, my favorite albums. There were ones where I had to listen to the album four or five times before I started to really like songs. Now, there's always one song on an album that I will gravitate to immediately, like Ember City on Once More Around the Sun. That one, first time listening, I knew that was the best song on the album. And the other ones would grow on me after a while, but that one reigned supreme. There's always one like that. And with this new release from Spider God, the um, the Tower, the second one mm-hmm. off of that, that's the one that I heard immediately and was like, I really like this. I can deal with about 20, 25 seconds off the beginning, but... Once I'm past that, the rest of the song is a banger. So I listened to that probably Mm -hmm. two dozen times the day that it came out and would come back to the first one, Your Heritage, and be like, okay, okay, this is good. I kind of like it, but I like this other one better. So I just (laughs) kept playing the other one. Yeah, well, I mean, Your Heritage is the one that I heard first, and that's the one that really, like, I'm like, that's fucking cool. I, I like that. And then I went and listened to the other one. And um, I haven't listened to it as much, so I, I honestly I couldn't tell you how it, how it went at this point because it's just I haven't paid that much attention to it. But I mean, I did find some other music that I, I, I liked before, but I kind of forgot about, and then I learned about some of their other music and I started listening to more of them. Was uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra, which you would hate, but I'm just letting you know the audience know that you know that's another band that i've been into and that's another one that i kind of want to go see 
but they're not playing Pittsburgh. So that's like a trip. Speaking of, there's a lot of festivals that were um, announced, like some of the lineups today. There was Sonic Temple and I think Boston Calling was announced. Both of them have similar lineups, although the one that I'm most drawn to is the one in in Daytona Beach, uh, Welcome to Rockville. Uh, That one has so many good bands. The only thing is that's more expensive than going to the one in Columbus or going to the one in Louisville once that the, you know, those lineups are announced. I don't know. Think that one in, in Daytona, that, that lineup is just killer. And I did send that to you, didn't I? I think so. I think I have it um, back in the text messages somewhere, but yeah, that's, that's the difference between, you know, a, a, afternoon or a a day's drive to wherever the venue is versus you're flying someplace Mm -hmm. that that'll rack up the price for sure yeah but like how far is daytona beach from you oh i can't imagine it's any more than four hours for me for me it's a it'll be it would be an easy drive that's something like i don't know i that's such a great lineup like that last night i think it's toll deftones and incubus and I would love to see all three of them and on the same stage. That's that's fantastic. But there's a, like I know Trivium's there, and um, there's a there's other bands that you would like too. So, so if we go to Florida, you want and you want to go to Welcome to Rockville with us? Uh, that could definitely be a possibility. It is. I'm okay. looking at it now. That is the weekend before my birthday. Yeah, so it'd be a nice birthday present to yourself. Exactly. Yeah, kind of running through who is going to be there. <clears throat> yeah, some some of the headliners, I'll, I'll be honest, uh, hit or miss for me. But uh, yeah, like second stage ones, there are a good number that yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind going to see. I mean, like just Sunday alone, Total Deftones Incubus, that right there. Coheed and Cambria would be cool. Some of those you know, yeah. earlier ones don't really care about, but like Pantera would be cool i we saw alice cooper last year i don't care about fns evan or event sevenfold i i don't mind evanescence i don't know slipknot is awesome rob zombie and queens of the stone age would put on a good show pussifer i have never seen and i would like to trivium we've seen a couple of times but yeah there's 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 a lot of stuff there compared to the other shows that i've seen released i mean the the only other band that's at the other one that's to me is like oh yeah would be Foo Fighters which you know they announced that they're doing Boston Calling and uh, Sonic Temple. So the thing, who knows? The thing that stands out most for me on this is like okay, so you've got a bunch of the headliners and I I don't care about them, mm-hmm. a vast vast majority of them. But what I am noticing is there's a ton of bands that I don't know like second and third stage, the ones that are in the tiny, tiny little font that you need their bifocals out to be able to read. And some of those from previous festivals are ones that I enjoyed. Like when we went to Chicago open air, there were a Mm -hmm. couple of bands that I was like, "Mm, I don't know. There's nothing else on the other stages that I want to see. So let's go and check out this third string band. And I was like, Hey, they're actually really good. I don't mind them. Yeah. And uh, that that's, that is my, bar to surpass is i don't mind them that makes them good <laughs> so so yeah if there are a bunch of bands that i don't know anything about and they're in a festival like this and i don't really care about the headliners for that day or first or second stage wandering around those backstage ones where there's a whole lot fewer people might find a gem in there of course they may all suck and Suck, I will yeah. regret ever going there, but who knows? Th- oh, this one on. basically it's... it has a whole lot more than previous uh, festivals. Yeah, but I definitely feel that this year I will go to some festival, whether it's this one or Louder Than Life or Bourbon and Beyond or even Ohana, depending if Pearl Jam plays there or not. It sucks because Pearl Jam usually announced their tour, whatever they're doing by this point, and they haven't announced shit. So it's it's trying to figure out what you're going to do for your time off and your year because nothing's announced. And also, you know, don't really have the money for any of this shit right now anyway. So, 
Yeah. They all retired. They're taking the year off. Oh no, they're not. <laughs> Please. <laughs> it was like nine like I think after shipping or whatever, it was like ninety-eight dollars for a five pack of those Funko Pops that were the zombie versions of themselves. So they they're they obviously they want money. Look, they I I love them. They've put out a lot of good music. Last album, not as much, but you know, you know, they're only gonna be able to make money off of us as long as we're alive. And you know, <laughs> let's face it, we are on the decline, not the incline. So <laughs> that that is true. And my body reminds me of that every morning when I wake up. Oh my fuck. Like today I woke up and I'm having a little bit of an issue with the inside of my left ankle. Like when I step down, I feel like a little twinge on the right side of my ankle and it's not been good at all. And I put a brace on it, but man, it is seriously hurting. And uh, another thing that happened in 2022 is like I was told that from my doctor that I have arthritis in my thumb, like a 70 year old. So there's some good news, you know, you're ahead of the curve there. And you got a thumb that's older than you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Seriously. And it only took doing one dining room ceiling by yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's how my thumb just got annihilated. So yeah. 2022. <laughs> I, I kind of at the end of this year and like, I'm sorry, at the end of 2022 and then the beginning of this year, you know, I, I really had some high hopes that, okay, you know, it's, it's going to be different. And then that first day happened and like some shit happened and it's just like the year changes, but the fucking same shit happens all the time and it's never going to fucking change. So your deep thoughts for 2023 <laughs> different dates, different years, same shit. It's, it's not going to get any better. So yeah. Yeah. Pearls of wisdom, different day, same shit. And that is my positive outlook for 2023 <laughs> positive. It's going to suck just like every other year, but you know, the holidays did have a good holiday, you know, you know, the food had a lot of food, a lot of cheese, um, had fondue for Christmas or for New Year's. That was fantastic. Like two different kinds of cheeses, two different kinds of chocolate. It was fucking good. Did you do anything? <laughs> okay. Here's here's a here's a question. Um the percentage of okay, I would say it is a ninety-eight percent chance that you were in bed before midnight. Oh New Year's. Am I that correct? That is betting odds. You are not correct. Really? Yeah. You you stayed up for it? Um wow. Well, I, um uh, how how technical would you like to get? <laughs> cuz cuz you had mentioned <laughs> that it's a 98% chance that I would be in bed by midnight. Those were the exact words. Okay, sleeping. Uh sleeping. Again, how technical do we want to get on this? <laughs> cuz okay. I I was I was awake. For midnight i will say that okay. okay i was not i was not awake between 9 and 11 <laughs> yeah i was uh sat up you took a power nap <laughs> i took i took a power nap uh after i had cracked open the bottle of champagne early <laughs> so mm -hmm. had had the bottle of sparkling wine had that open early in the evening because i don't give a shit and mm -hmm. uh yeah, I took a power nap on the couch and then woke up and realized it still wasn't midnight. Yeah, I, I watched um, YouTube and uh, I think I texted a couple of people at midnight. And then like as soon as midnight when I was I was in bed and I got all the text messages like the next morning and just sent uh, the Happy New Year's the next morning. because I was like, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, it was actually nice enough to with the blind or the the um curtains closed on the porch you could sit on the porch and i had a little heater out there putting generating some heat but you really didn't it, it wasn't that bad at all it's actually comfortable so spent some time out there that was nice 
I, I it's funny because I did talk to Jay and Nate and I was like, did you guys stay up for New Year's? And they're like, fuck no, we're in bed by like 930. <laughs> yep. It's like we got kids. I'm like, well, that's why I kind of figured that maybe you would have been sleeping because like, you know, fucking you don't give a shit about that. Yep. Uh, sleeping. Absolutely. During that time frame from nine to 11. Yep. I was asleep taking a nice old power nap. And then, yeah, I was woken up and I had to stay up until their um, fandom fireworks special idiot pack uh, ran out. I, you know, it's, it started around seven o'clock here. Just all the neighbors would throw fireworks up every so often. It's what I don't understand why America is so fascinated with buying fireworks and setting them off to be like those people. Explosions and titties, yo. Yeah, but there's no titties. There's no titties never, out there. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Look, you, I went you outside. Get, you get and looked some explosions out there, and man, titties. The the bras just drop. I didn't see no titty explosions. <laughs> <laughs> there was no titty explosions. Like I, I looked up in the sky. I saw more like spiders, not titties. So I did. Did you watch any of the um, holiday movies? or anything and did you get into the spirit at all like what's the closest what's the closest you got to anything spiritual like i'm not talking like god or anything i'm talking like you know in the holiday spirit type thing what was the closest you got to doing anything uh i looked out the front window and my neighbor has red and green lights in his front yard that's the closest thing that is as close as I got to any festivities. Bah, so you didn't watch humbug. any TV? No. That You watched no Christmas specials or anything like that? No. Wow. No. I, I was tempted. So, um, you know, Community has a couple of those Christmas specials. And I watched a couple of like the YouTube clips of mm-hmm. the Community stuffs. Um, but I didn't actually watch those episodes. So I, I I guess if you really, really want to be technical, I watched a couple of the community Christmas special clips on YouTube, and that's as far as it went. I did watch those uh, episodes because that's my holiday tradition. Usually putting up the Christmas tree, I watch Nightmare Before Christmas because that's just my annual thing what I do. And then when I'm actually you know christmas because i don't do anything really for christmas or christmas eve anymore i i watched a lot of the holiday shows so i did watch both or both episodes of community for the christmas special because i watching the the musical episode is like my favorite when troy and abed you know start rapping about the christmas rap that that is my favorite fucking thing. Jehovah's <laughs> I, most secret witness. I love it. Santa's operation. Joy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fucking awesome. And I love it. So I watched that. I watched that twice, actually. Uh, I did watch the Ted Lasso Christmas episode because I thought that was fantastic. Because sexy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. I did watch the a Christmas story sequel with the original cast it was corny at times but it was also really emotional at times which you know that the christmas story is one of my favorite holiday movies just because i remember going to the theater it i remember going to the whitehall theater with my mom and my sister and going on the bus because we lived up in north baldwin or whatever and we took the bus you know we down brownsville road to the whitehall shopping center and we went to the movie and we saw it. And I just that was one of my favorite like holiday memories because just it, it was a good movie and we had a good time and it was it was just fun. And um, I did watch that Spirited with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Will Ferrell, which it was good. But honestly, I did fall asleep. And that is just, you know, I sit on the couch. I fall asleep. It's just. I, th- I think that's like my family DNA. That's, I don't know if it's everyone else or if it's just, you know, I remember my grandfather, he would be able to sit in a chair, like, like a wooden chair at the, the dining or room table, kitchen table. And he would just like, you know, just, he's out. 
So like I sit on my couch and it's not like my couch is all that comfortable, but I'm boom, I'm done. So yeah, it wasn't a bad movie. I, I, I would like to rewatch it actually, because I, I, I missed some of it, but it seemed good. I saw it. You didn't um, watch anything, so I can't. Yeah, I did. I didn't watch it. I did see it promoted all over the place, though. Like mm-hmm. there were ads for it. Um, every time you opened up Amazon Prime Movies or Hulu or wherever the hell it was being promoted, constantly in my face. And I was like, eh, I don't want to watch this now. And then I would ignore it and then watch stupid YouTube hockey clips, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I did watch the new season of Letter Kenny. And I did like that a lot. Did you watch it? No, I'm still a couple of seasons back. Like, I don't know. The Shorzy sucked so bad. It took all of the enjoyment out of Letterkenny for me. Shorzy was fucking terrible. Why is it terrible? What what is so terrible about it? It's about hockey. Right. First off, they take a character, Shorzy, who is supposed to be like, this badass legend of shithole junior hockey up in Nova Scotia, nowhere. And Mm -hmm. then he becomes like this. uh, I I don't know the way that they assassinated that character. I absolutely hated. And it was within like the first episode. So I gave it another episode. Maybe they'll change it back up. And the rest of his posse hated every one of them. Didn't like it. In addition to, having to rewind every fucking scene because they ramped up the Canadian rural hick speed talking to 11. I don't want to, I don't want to fucking read subtitles while I'm trying to watch this show. So they were always way too clever for their own good with Shorzy basically being a bitch, which he wasn't in letter Kenny. And I was like this, everything about this is terrible. So I stopped watching it in like the second episode and was like, I don't care if this becomes Oscar winning. Okay. Um, so you really didn't give it a chance. <laughs> I gave it my two episode chance and knew that it was terrible and gave up. And that but had ruined you... letter Kenny for me. Boo, boo, boo. Letter Kenny. This season was good. I, the last season, I think there was one or two episodes with, that were fantastic, but then some were, some were hit or miss. Like some seasons are good. Some seasons are real good, but I did like this season. I watched it, I think, twice. It was good. You you should give it another shot because I, I can see what you're saying. Like, I do. I, I like the Shorzy character in Letter Kenny. I feel that they could have done this as a not as Shorzy, but as a di- he is a different hockey player altogether who could be I, similar. I would buy that. I would absolutely buy that where. Yeah, the Shorzy, the. The genius of the Shorzy character in Letterkenny was he was not always there. He was used mm-hmm. sparingly. And when he was added in, it was very funny because you didn't get beaten over the head mm-hmm. with here is this character. And, oh, look at all his um, emotional fucking baggage that came along with it. And, oh, he's not just a legend. He's a person. No, fuck that. He was good in Letterkenny, like you said. If it were a different character and Kiso was playing not Shorzy, then I would have given it more leeway because it was an original new character, not building upon this thing that he had built earlier. But yeah, it's yeah. Okay. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, I I think I would appreciate it differently. Yeah. You know, I I mean, I like the show just because I like the hockey and I like the character, but I don't necessarily think that they needed to use him they could have just used any used a different character altogether who is similar in ways and in the show would have been great it's just you know you took this character who was great in small doses and you made a show about him and that's hard to do when you know then they had to bring in more people to like you know balance it out but it's just and it's not the same it's it's like a watered down version in a way because you know you're seeing him being an actual person not just like some fuck not just like hey give your balls a tug you know yeah exactly yeah so. they they tried to humanize them that's not the character you want to try to humanize it didn't work and i didn't give it any more chance than it needed so um 
I have a love hate relationship with the Penguins. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Michelle, if you want to walk away, come back in 15, 20 minutes, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a you long too, one. Neil. Um, I, it's, it's like they have a lot of stuff going on. And I understand we, we have injuries and, and other shit, whatever. But it's like we look so good on so many nights. And then one or two bad mistakes, and that's it. We lose. Yeah. And what do you fix? What what do we do? Because, I mean, their performance, they go through stretches where it's like, holy shit, the last 10 games, they were fantastic. And it's like, oh, they're on an eight-game losing streak now. <laughs> and it's like, oh, fuck, man, we, we won like nine in a row. Hey, we just lost five in a row. You know, what is the... What's the temperature of this team? Where the fuck are they at? And what can we do to not us, but what can management do to fix this issue that we have where we can't finish a game and how you can look at like fucking an elite team one night and clown shoes the next night? Yeah, it is an up and down roller coaster, that's for sure. And and you're right, there are injuries all over the place. Nobody, mm-hmm. I, I think nobody would have put money on both Latang and Petrie, both being out at the same time that takes care of at yeah. least one on each of our top defensive pairings add on Jari has now he's injured. So he's out, which brings us to uh, Casey DeSmith as a starter and Dustin fucking Tokarski as the backup. And then after that, who knows? Who knows? Then, then we're delving the depths of the AHL and ECHL to bring up whoever has a pulse. I do want to say, to be fair, Casey DeSmith, minus some some missteps here or there, has been, has played pretty well. He he is what you would expect out of a backup. He's not mm-hmm. a starter. He's not good enough to be a starter. He's good enough to be a backup. He's good enough to take, let's say, thirty percent. 35% of the games from a bona fide starter. Mm-hmm. Put him in the starter role because our starter is out. And uh, I I don't think he's one of those goalies who gets better with the more games he plays. But then your option is alternating him with Tokarski, which is not exactly appetizing either. So in like, no. like, like you said, he, He's made some incredible saves. He's stolen a couple of games. He's also, um, and it's not entirely on him, let some games get away with some pretty soft goals. But Mm -hmm. I will absolutely entertain debate on whether that was his fault or defense's fault because they're both equally at, uh, or they're both equally to blame for some of those. Mm -hmm. I've seen some things where I was like, holy shit, the defense let you down because. As a goalie, he's taking the shooter and the pass comes around and he knows that the pass is coming there, but he still has to take the shooter. That's the imminent threat. Defense had to do something and they fucking blew it and an easy goal for whoever's sneaking around the goal line. Easy enough to blame the goaltender, even though it's not really his fault, but still he's the fucking goaltender. You got to stop some of those pucks. The, The very first thing that needs to be done is fucking Jeff Carter riding the fucking pine. Like <laughs> put him in the fucking press box. Don't even put, don't even dress him healthy. Scratch that fucker because he is way too old to be playing in this game. Why they extended he? him like 52. He is not 52. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Carter. He's, he's like 37 or something like that. He should not he have was been extended. born. January 1st, 1985, according to Wikipedia. Great. So he's 38. He is the reason, he specifically is the reason why the Penguins are, on average, the oldest team in the NHL. Him, specifically. And it fucking shows. So he needs to see a lot of time in the press box where the most he has to worry about is picking popcorn out of his dentures. He is not, how much money is he making? Way too much. I don't know. It, I, it, They're it, not going to bench him because he's making that money. 
well, then they're going to fucking lose. They're going to continue to lose because he's shit. That's how this is going to work. You either swallow your pride and say, well, okay, we made a fucking mistake. And the junior team that has been showing some energy and really knocking it out of the park, instead of giving them six minutes a game, and I'll even even give you this, I will eat a little bit of crow, not a whole lot, but just a little bit, when Kapanen started to come back and showed that he was actually a hockey player again, he still got like six minutes a game. Now, granted, he was earning his way out of the doghouse there, but still, he was getting better. And then you throw Jeff Carter out there for 40 minutes a game when he's fucking up the third line. Like, you've got other folks out there like um, Drew O'Connor who can barely... And you can barely crack a line, but when you do, you throw them on like the penalty kill or the fourth line. When let, let's let's change some stuff up. I'll tell you what, uh, Brian Rust, kick him off the the second line or the first line. He's not there anymore. You know who is Raquel? Because when you have Crosby, Gensel, and Raquel, they do a really really good job of moving that puck toward and into the net. Where Brian Rust sees a net and he misses completely unless it happens to bounce off his ass. And then it'll ping pong off of a couple of posts and in. He can fit well as a one-two punch. Let's put him on the second line. And here is going to be the drastic thing. <laughs> Fucking move uh, Malkin down to the third line center. He doesn't get second line anymore. Fuck him. With that level of energy that he puts in on a daily basis. First off, when it, your line change, get the fuck off the ice. Dude, he does pirouettes around the blue line and he skates around a couple of people and then glides backwards to the fucking door. Get the fuck off the ice. You're the reason why there are so many stupid bench miners when there are line changes, you lazy fucking Russian. So, <laughs> uh, who am I going to put in his place? I don't fucking know, but not him. So, this there is, has to this be is some coming movie. from a fan. <laughs> Ab- oh, absolutely. And, and I'll be honest. This, so, okay. A little bit of an aside. Um, I love Steve Dangle. The, the Steve Dangle podcast, when he is just LFR bitching about the leaves, uh, the Maple Leafs, he has people that are like, how can you call yourself a fan when all you do is bitch about them? Like that's a fan's birthright. When you become a fan of a team, you are, automatically get to bitch about them whenever anything is going wrong you are morally obligated to bitch about them when things are going right yeah none of that stuff matters when you win everything is great and he's like i would love for the leafs to win everything you would not see a happier person on the face of the planet than me because the maple leafs win every game and sure my uh, uh viewership uh the youtube monetization whatever goes in the tank because people watch LFRs to see him turn purple and explode, possibly have a heart attack on screen. Like that's what people tune in for. And when the Leafs win, you're not going to get that. And he might complain about some things. That's, that's what's happening here is I have a, an instilled right to bitch about the team that I am a fan of when I consider what they are doing to be wrong and leading directly to losses. When they win, Everything I just said goes right out the fucking window because I'm cheering with everybody else. <laughs> okay. But yeah, right. yeah. That, that's that's my little aside of like it's universal to sports fans who are passionate about a team. You are morally and legally obligated to bitch about them to whatever extent you feel is is necessary. But do you do the same for for Florida? Oh my god, they're fucking terrible right now, and I have no <laughs> idea how anybody could be a fan. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they are the ass bottom of the barrel where President's Trophy winners last year and now there is the possibility that their dipshittery and poor play will gift the next generational player. Crosby, uh, McDavid, and Connor Bedard moving Connor Bedard to the fucking Montreal Canadiens because they fucked up their trades last year when they were all in and got Ben Chirot mm. for an unprotected first round pick. Usually first round picks have conditions with them. We're like, okay, if you're in the top five or top 10, you can't get this one, but we'll shift it over to the next year. Like, no, they were so desperate for this dipshit that they traded an unprotected first. Cause 
How the fuck could they be bad? They just won the president's trophy. Of course, they're going to be good. They're in the conversation for gifting the next generational talent to the Montreal Canadiens via a terrible trade that they didn't need to make in the first place. So they are fucking terrible and embarrassing. Like they, they are the coach from letter Kenny embarrassing to fucking watch. So fucking embarrassing. embarrassing. That's why, that's why I was, I was completely ignoring it and focusing in on the penguins because I am a fair weather fan, whatever. (laughs) And it's not even that fair weather because the penguins are mediocre too. All but right. yeah, yeah, it's um, it, I, I, like you said, I don't know what. Well, obviously, we can't do anything as fans because nobody's going to fucking listen to us. But what would be my advice to the Penguins leadership? I don't know. Fucking remember how to score. Remember how to play. Get get Jeff Carter off the team. Put him on the fucking bench. Demote uh, Malkin. Put somebody else up there as second uh, line center. I don't know what the fuck you can do about defense. Just, I don't know. You've got no cap to trade for anybody. Just hope nobody else breaks an ankle and uh, fucking go to town. Yeah. All right. I Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to make the playoffs and I think we're going to lose in the first round. So, I mean, that's just. Oh, yeah. Given, I, I think given that's just the where track we're, record, we're at as a team. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Given the track record of games that we have played against metropolitan playoff bound teams it's going to be a four game sweep whoever no matter who they're playing mm-hmm. just set those tea times early boys that's where you're going to be yeah you know vacationing yep you know get your outer outer banks uh you know vacation resort early because you know you'll be there in like may yeah yeah middle middle of may that's where you're going to be yeah and, but so. And and that's going to be the case for the foreseeable future. I mean, the window windows are pretty much closed. We know that we're just waiting for Crosby, Malkin, and Latang to retire before the rebuild begins in earnest. They sell off all the assets and try to recoup. This is going to be a Generation X style rebuild. There are dark times ahead for Penguins fans. We know it's coming. We've lived through it. The, the current crop of fans have not. They, they don't remember uh, Dick Tarnstrom and Rico Fata. Those are like the figures that people refer to in the dark ages because they were. And they're just legends now of how bad the team was. But uh, I, I remember those distinctly because I went to some of those games and uh, it'll happen again. It'll happen again in your lifetime. And it's coming up soon. It will happen again. History repeats itself. Yep. And so does the penguins going to the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not even complaining on that side of things. Like those years sucked, but they were in between an amazing career of Mario Lemieux and an amazing mm-hmm. career of Sidney Crosby. So we got fucking spoiled watching those games and watching those players. There was a lot of success and quite a few cups that were won regardless of that little downtime in the middle. So we'll see that again. And yeah, absolutely. But don't forget, we did have Yager for a while too. I mean, he didn't bring any additional cups, but I mean, it made it exciting. You know, oh, we, absolutely. We've, yeah. We've had more superstars in our lifetime than we haven't, I guess. Because we've lifetime, had definitely, Lemieux yeah. for so long. Crosby, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, Recky, Cullen, John Cullen, <laughs> not Matt Cullen. Although I'm not oh, saying yeah. anything bad about Matt Cullen. You know. Add add Matt Cullen to the list, man. If you want a list of Hall of Fame players, there are a mm-hmm. lot of them that had their careers at some point through Pittsburgh. You know, yeah, yeah. Like you just saying, you talk about the Lemieux years. Okay, you got Lemieux, Yager, Francis, uh, Samuelson, uh, Larry Samuelson. Murphy, Paul Coffey, just Kevin Stevens. Just keep rattling off the the lines. Rob Brown. Down. Robbie Brown, Robbie Lang, Zarley Zalapsky, fuck yeah. <laughs> Bob Erie, <laughs> Troy Loney. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Uh, Jimmy Jim Pack. Pack. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx, you <and> me coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those years, man, you had a bunch of folks going into the Hockey Hall of Fame there. And then moving forward from that, Marc-Andre Fleury, um, Chris Letang, Crosby, mm-hmm. um, 
uh, Malkin. You've got Stahl. It's, it's, it's weird to hear you say Chris Letang in a good sentence. <laughs> well, I, I know. And it is like he he is he is when he's on a good defenseman, but he's also can be a very shit defenseman. And I'll give props where props are due. He has made the Penguins have an identity with his play. I'll still complain mm-hmm. and bitch about him and want to fucking trade him for peanuts. But that's just because I'm an asshole. Your prerogative. You're you're a dedicated fan. You could say whatever the fuck you want. Right? Exactly. Yes. As we established in in this segment. So yeah, that's like my Ron Swanson permit, fan permit. Mm-hmm. I can do what I want. And and you know, I mean, I know he doesn't listen to this show. None of the penguins do. I mean, oh, barely I anybody who is a fan of the penguins listen to this show. So <laughs> um as much as we complain about Latang and some of the his play and Malkin, don't get me wrong. Latang has has had to deal with a lot of injuries, you know, scary life injuries. And also his his father just passed away. So, you know, my deepest sympathies to him and his family for all that he's experiencing. Cause I I, I know how it is. So I I saw that the uh penguins after the Arizona game got on the flight and went straight uh straight to Montreal to the funeral for his father and I thought that was a real class act move by the penguins um for him to be with the organization for as long as he has and such a integral part of the team I I feel that that was such a class act move and hopefully that the teammates and the team can be there and support him and his family through this because i i know it's hard so that's good yeah they had, they had a couple of stories on it um i think josh yoey had had put it on twitter first and then they did like a big uh mm-hmm. nhl.com story on it as well they interviewed some of the uh the players and stuff afterwards and they were like yeah it was it was a no-brainer i think the leadership and sullivan were like let's make this happen and everybody was like well, well fuck yeah like why wouldn't we? So they had a pretty decent article about that uh, on NHL. Well, that yeah, it's really cool um, that they did that. And uh, I did have um, a, a kind of, I did want to kind of do this. Neither of us care about football. Nope. Um, no, but I, I, <laughs> but I kind of want to, want to do this little thing right here about football. Okay. So, okay. The playoffs, they are starting this week. There are a bunch of teams that are in the playoffs for football. So, I'm going to give you two teams and I want you to pick a team. I want to, if anyone's a betting person, you know, put these, put Tony's picks on, you know, you know, Vegas, whatever, FanDuel, whatever the fucking sites are that you can gamble. Because, you know, if you want to make extra money, I feel that Tony's picks are the way to go. Yeah, because these are fully unbiased. I don't know anything about um, these teams at all. I don't even know what uniform no. colors they, they have because those have changed so drastically. Yeah. And to be honest, if you yes. told me a team that didn't exist, I'd probably still pick them because I don't know. Okay. Okay. The Pittsburgh Maulers are. <laughs> <laughs> I know that one. I know that one's not true. Okay. Okay. Um, we're gonna go with the a is this yeah AFC. Okay, L A or in Jacksonville. L A or Jacksonville. L A um, or Jacksonville. What What is the L A team? Is it the Rams? The Chargers. Charge. Okay. Or no, wait. Maybe it's San Diego Chargers. Sorry. <laughs> See, that's I don't know. I can't that. fucking. I'm not a fucking football player play, person, so like I don't know. Okay, it just says L.A. I th- let's go, it might let's be go Chargers. L.A. No, I don't think I don't know. Let, hold <laughs> on, let me see if I can get up another one. No, that's an older one. That's there we go. Jaguars and Chargers. So yeah. Chargers. So I'm gonna say, isn't it San San Diego Chargers and it's L.A. Rams, right? Yeah. I that that's what it was the last time I paid attention to football. All right. Well, this is a podcast full of mistakes, and <laughs> I will gladly, you know, say that I fucked up. So, okay. So you have the Chargers and Jaguars. Which one? 
Yeah, I'm going with the Chargers. Okay, Tony picks the Chargers. Yep. Okay. I have those plugged into my wall. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Bengals and the Ravens. Oh, which um, which one am I supposed to hate now? Um, both of them. Okay, so this is basically a flip the coin kind of thing. Yes. I I like orange, so I'm going to go with the Bengals. Okay. Um, the Bills and the Dolphins. I thought I thought the Dolphins were supposed to suck. They got into the playoffs because the Steelers could have actually been in the playoffs this year if the Dolphins lost. The, all the other scenarios fell into place. Oh, the Dolphins needed to to lose in order for Steelers to get in, but the Dolphins won by a field goal with like 16 seconds left in the game. Ah, uh, so the Dolphins squeaked into the playoffs. Yes. See what I did there? See what I did there? I'm so yes. fucking clever. <laughs> um, <laughs> then I'm I'm gonna go with uh, the Bills because um, didn't the wasn't that the the team for the guy that was just carted off the field and like everybody's yes. rooting for him? Okay, then they're gonna play their fucking hearts out for this guy. It's gonna be the Bills. Okay. Um. All right. So that's your picks for there. Uh, this is the first round, and I'm sure you know. Oh, we'll keep this up. We I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So um, we'll go to the stupid NFC. And we have dumbass Tom Brady in the Buccaneers versus the Cowboys. Oh, we're supposed to hate both of those ones too. Jeez. Um, I, I will never cheer for the Cowboys. Basically that, even though I'm not a football fan, that's still ingrained enough in me to never cheer for Dallas Cowboys or Cleveland Browns, whichever incarnation of the Cleveland Browns it is. Everything else I don't care about. I mean, I'll never cheer Tom for Brady. I, I I really don't care. Um, Buccaneers. Buc- Buccaneers uh, are gonna I take it because I can't I cannot with conscience good conscience hope hope or say that the Cowboys should win. Okay. Um the Vikings and the Giants. Oh, okay. Now this is one that I absolutely don't give a shit about either team. Um, let's go with Giants. Okay. Um, the 49ers or the Seahawks? Niners. Niners all the way. Okay. I, I I think that this I know they're not on the team anymore, but that used to be Joe Montana, Jerry Rice era. See, we're absolutely. going way fucking back. I know that. <laughs> okay, so for Tony's picks, we have the Chargers, the Bengals, and the Bills. And then we have an NFC, the Bucks, the Giants, and the 49ers. So those are your money picks. You can take that if to it the was bank. Me. Okay. So for me, my picks would be I would go with the Chargers. I would go with the Bengals. Oh, okay. Two for two. And I will go with the Bills. So go. I I believe, just like Tony, that that's how the AFC will pan out. And then, you know, um, the Chiefs go are only in the second round. So, you know, we'll, we'll see them later. And the same with the, uh, the fucking Philadelphia Eagles. Fuck them. Okay. So, yes, I hate the Bucks and the Cowboys. I hate the Bucks because of Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a smug fucking piece of shit motherfucker. And I want to fucking dick punch him in the throat. So... I'm going to go with the Cowboys because fuck Tom Brady. I hope he fucking fuck him. Okay. Vikings and Giants. I could care either either way, but I'm going to go with the Vikings. Oh, okay. And yes. And 49ers and Seahawks. um, I'm going to go 49ers too, because that's where I would go. So my picks would be the Chargers, the Bengals, the Bills the Cowboys, the Vikings, and the Niners. So if you are a betting person, and I'm sure you are, I doubt that you will get this before <laughs> these games are actually in. But hey, if you have a time machine, you can go back and bet on our picks. Yeah, we, we can say, all right, we can say this is a trial run for future betting picks because like you said, it's very likely that People will only hear uh, what our, our choices were after the outcome of the real events. So if we were correct, then we have correctly predicted the future. 
And from that point mm-hmm. forward, it should be easy for people to come to us as oracles for their betting needs. And we would absolutely be able to give them um, the winning numbers for the lottery, who is going to win the line on Vegas, and possibly um, cheating at cards. Okay, so my my other question is this. So the AFC, out of all these teams, the Chargers, Jacksonville, the Baltimore, Bengals, Bills, Dolphins, or Chiefs, who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Oh, okay. Of hockey. Who's going to win? Who's going to win the Stanley of Cup of hockey from the football? Of football. Teams? Um, who has the most nimble wide receivers? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're so who who would you who would you guess who would you who would your pick be for winning the the Super Bowl? Oh, oh, okay. We changed it up. I thought we were still going with Okay, okay. Let me let me say it. Okay. Who is your choice to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? Uh, let's see. I still like the color orange, so uh, I, I I don't know. I think I think it'd be the Bills. I I think when when a team has something like that happen, like the team has a dude go down and he's carted off the field, and they can rally around him, like. This is this is without any evidence at all, but I feel like they will play harder to honor him and his noble sacrifice on the gridiron or whatever they're playing it up as. And it sounds like the dude is it was terrible, but the dude is out of the forest now and he's up and walking around. So cool beans on him. I'm glad to yeah. hear that things are looking better, but the team will rally around that. And I think that they will. I don't know how good they are, but I think they'll kick ass more than they would normally. So that's my bet for them to go to the Super Bowl. Though, what is it? Two rounds? Three? Two rounds? I think they'll make it through okay. two rounds of playoffs to get there. Okay, so they are the second seed in the AFC. Uh, the first seed being Kansas City. So your choice for oh, okay. representing so good, the AFC then. would be the Bills. Sure. So i myself would say that the bills would represent the afc as well that was be that would be my choice so Dude, we're NFC, fucking unanimous on the afc i, I know <laughs> i know so for the nfc we have the bucks the cowboys the vikings the giants the niners the seahawks and the shitty philadelphia eagles who are the number one seed so if you had a choice for who represents the nfc who would you pick I'm going to go with the Niners because that's the only one that we agreed on. All right. The 49ers. I, you know, I'm kind of going, unfortunately, with Philly. Oh, you fucking traitor. <laughs> um, just because I, you know, they they technically are the one seed. And I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I like the 49ers as, you know, growing up. You know, they were like my second favorite football team at that time. Uh, uh, none of those people exist on that team anymore. So, yeah, and I and not. I don't necessarily, <laughs> yeah. And I don't, man, yeah, seriously. I, and I don't, I don't want them having more um, uh, championships than the Steelers. So there's certain teams that you want to lose. You want the Cowboys to lose. You want the Patriots to lose. And I'm so glad they're not even in the playoffs. <laughs> And you want San Francisco to not win another championship until the Steelers win a couple more, and then they then they can like win another one here or there. But like, there's certain teams that can't win anymore, and those teams definitely need to be on that list. Okay, okay, I'll I'll buy that. I guess. Yeah, the the I just Pittsburgh Philly rivalry was not present in football because they were different conferences. No. And I, apparently they still are different conferences. So hooray, I still know something. Um, yes. But yeah, the the fill it like Flyers, absolutely. When the Flyers were good and the Penguins were good, that rivalry was spectacular. Now they're just pathetic. So it's it's not nearly as fun to cave their brains in. But there is never any give. Like when I did enjoy football, the Eagles were a non-entity because they were a different mm-hmm. conference, which means they may as well have played on the moon. Yeah, I 
I never watched the NFC all that much except for the Niners. So, yeah. Okay, so your choice, our choices would be the Bills, and then you would choose the Niners, and I would choose Philly. So who do you have winning it all between the Bills and the Niners at this point for you? Uh, I, I, would go, I would go with, um, for the sake of story and shenanigans, um, 49ers. Because I think it would be like the Bills would go all the way with with their fighting spirit to take the the Super Bowl for their buddy, and then fail at the last minute because that's how much of a dick I am. And the the Niners just steal it on like a fucking field goal, like like the Dolphins just squeaking in. The Niners, huh. the Niners just get or either that or they just fucking demolish them. Who knows? But right. NFC, I would choose NFC. the Bills. So okay. <laughs> So you could go with one of two choices here, and we both went with different choices. So there you go. For the picks, I would choose the Bills. You would choose the Niners. And those are your picks for our non-existent football knowledge. Yep. Final answer. (laughs) Yes. Final answer. I just got a notification. Three three at the end of one period. Oh, we missed a hell of a game. Yeah, it was it was three nothing. I had I had my phone here next to me because, well, Zoom crashed on us earlier, Mm -hmm. Um, and I happened to see that yeah it was three nothing Vancouver, which I had to laugh about because of course it was going to be three nothing, and then uh, wow apparently they came back. So yeah, that's that's what they call a humdinger of a game. I think. I look forward to watching the next two periods. Right. Where no score happens at all. And it ends up being a four, three overtime win for the Canucks. You heard it here first. <laughs> Get your time machines ready. You got the Super Bowl picks. You got the Penguins losing to the Canucks four, three. And today is the 10th of January for anyone who cares to when we actually recorded this, to when you yep. actually listen to this there, you can, you can time it off of that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, heard, I thought about it for it a second. Post. It was like, no. <laughs> no, I don't really want to talk about anything else right now. No, I don't. All right, then. Well, I mean, we can, uh, we can end this podcast tonight on this little thing and um, look forward to the next time that we entertain your ears with the sounds of our voices.